You guys didn't think that that was very funny. No, sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> it was a very sparky joke. I'll say that. Yeah. Welcome everyone to episode 63 of 99100, the podcast counting up the top 100 domestic grossing box office movies of 1999. I am your Charles Schultz host, Sparky Shelton. And I'm your Peanuts host, Jordan Granick. You got it. And I'm Ryan. Too long. You've gotten longer. Dude, we <laughs> got an long. hour. We got an hour. <laughs> we have an hour before Google kicks us out. The we all logged in today to find that Google Meet, which we uh, is our virtual conferencing software of choice, uh, says it's only an hour, or we got to pay them. And I will um, have my booty licked before I give Google a fucking penny of my money. Hey, I've heard that's quite pleasurable. It's fine, but I didn't wipe. Um, so that's her problem, isn't it? Or his? I don't know. Who's the CEO of Google? Oh, he—it's an Indian dude. Forget Sundar Pichai. Yeah. Pichai, Pichai, about right. Um, he's testified before Congress a lot, and he just kind of shit on them because they don't know what they're talking about. Well, we're gonna shit on his mouth when he licks it to get a dollar out of my hand. You got all my data. Fuck off. Dude, and if you're never on, mind. never mind. What? Never mind. Don't just yell. Never mind. Name other Nirvana albums. How was your week, Ryan? <laughs> it's been all right. Kind of stressful, you know. Got kind of sick. Don't know what it is. Probably not COVID. You're vaccinated, right? Yeah, I was double vaxxed, so. That's sick. All right. Well, you've typed your joke into the chat, and Jordan said, <laughs> "No, that no, unacceptable." I can't say that. It's it, nobody can. It's offensive. Very clever. I'll hand it to you. But, <laughs> thank you. But unavailable for comment. Yeah, I think it was funny. It was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But see, unlike you, I'm not going to say it and then say bleep that out. That's smart. You're just going to type it and derail the podcast. Um, I've been. I, I got. I got way too drunk and forgot to censor myself in front of someone, and accident. Like I've been trying to use the R word, less. Like not at all. Um, but I got drunk, good. and I let one slip. Okay. And uh, you know, I just instead of saying sorry in my drunken state, I was just like, "We'll edit that out and post." And this was in person. It was in person. Yeah. There were no microphones around. No microphones. <laughs> <laughs> That is some deranged shit to say when nobody listens to this podcast. Right? I'd be more alarmed at that. I would kind of forget that you said <laughs> the R word and just be like, oh, he's crazy. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I'd rather that than be seen as a total monster. That's a mm-hmm. that is a that's a helpful tip if you're gonna say something offensive in public. You gotta you gotta top it. You gotta top it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Papa John, take notes. Yes, that's a good one. Also, Michael Richards. If he had, you know, when he yelled the N-word at a group of, of black people in a nightclub once um, on stage with a microphone and cameras, if he had, in that moment, pulled down his pants and, and hands-free prolapsed his anus, nobody would have canceled him. It would have been like, 
One, he's clearly not well. He had some sort of break. Mm-hmm. Two, what incredible rectal control Michael Richards had. How, how many times did Kramer burst through that door and his rectum burst through his sphincter? That's just Thank a you little... for saying who Kramer was. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never seen an episode, but... Um, You've never seen Seinfeld? I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld. Wow. It's pretty it's impressive. Right. I've seen a lot of Jerry Seinfeld uh, kind of just complaining while driving incredibly expensive cars before. And drinking a cup of coffee with a celebrity. You know, he's never had... Um, he's never had... Uh, uh, what's his face? Dale Cooper. The um, guy who plays Dale Cooper. God damn it. What's his name? What's the actor's name? He's in Doom. I don't know who Dale Cooper is. From Twin Peaks. God. Um, uh, oh, Kyle McLaughlin? Kyle McLaughlin. That's right. He's never had Kyle McLaughlin on. And that's one of his catchphrases is damn fine coffee. And ha. I feel like that's too on the nose for Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, because he always takes the very unobvious route. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> if that's one thing I know about the comedy of Jerry Seinfeld, is it really flies in the face of observational stand-up humor. It's very against the grain, and not. Yeah. Okay, Sparky. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm sorry. I clearly went. A little, I clearly went a little <laughs> bit too far there. I apologize. Um. What do you guys, what do you guys, uh, that's probably enough for an intro, right? <laughs> probably, maybe. I don't know. Anything on your guys' mind? Wait, hey, hey. Jesus Christ. Here's a new segment. Here's a new segment. We're 63 episodes in. We can get loose with it. I thought you were going to say we're 63 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, um, I, I'd like to introduce a new segment five minutes into the show. Um, Let's wrap. How are we feeling? Not Ryan's raps. Just let's rap. Let's just mm. get on the same page. Let's see where we're all at. Highs and lows. Anybody? Guys, I I'm just I'm down bad. For someone in particular, or just mentally? Just down bad. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I think I, that's that's really the use of the term, Sparky. Is just for, like, yeah, like mm-hmm. you're just general. Sad. Oh, I thought it was like, oh yeah, he's really simping over that hoe over there um he's so down bad maybe sparky is 63 years old <laughs> <laughs> i am pretty well disconnected from the youth and god it's nice the counterculture movement you guys should try it man just only interact with people in their 30s it i feels... just delete i deleted tiktok that was like probably the that's a the good main one. artery Damn. i had that's the a day on twitter I... The day I delete TikTok will be like the day I quit heroin. <laughs> so a long way in the future because you would also have to take up heroin to then quit it. It's so addictive is what I'm saying. It's I like see. an opiate. I like I like that praxis, Jordan, of sticking it to the... You can both stick it to the Chinese Communist Party and teenagers in one fell swoop. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the only the only better way to do that is to go to Disneyland, I think, or not go to Disneyland. I don't know. I don't really <laughs> follow politics, you know. I don't know what Bob Iger is up to. Who's this guy that just died? John McAfee. Oh, yeah. Didn't yeah, we talk about was... that last week? 
No, he died this like after that podcast, I think. Crazy. Yeah, he was fucking crazy. He was an insane person. <laughs> he was he was um he was definitely talking about posts taking it out in post when yeah. there were no microphones around. <laughs> he he um yeah. He was talking about taking out a whole bunch of other shit too. He like was billions a, of dollars in cryptocurrency. I couldn't tell if he was a hedonist or uh No, he was a hedonist, come to think of it. He did a lot of cocaine and had sex with a lot of women. That's the best way to go out. In memoriam, John McAfee. I I doubt he was doing them at the same time. He's not. He's not dead. That's my hot take. I don't know. I don't normally go in for conspiracy theories and everything, but like that motherfucker's not. Has there any? Has there been someone who we've proved has not like didn't die? Like, is there anyone who's faked their own death successfully? Successful, successful death. Hopes. Well, how the fuck would we know, right? They, the whole point is you to take a find them later. Oh, I guess. What are you? What are you talking about? Well, this like they, good they take up into a whole the movie. They take a whole fucking alias up. The whole point is to not be found because then you're gonna be liable for all the taxes you've dodged. Okay, I know, stupid, but I'm saying like whatever. Okay, so the <laughs> first notable fake death was Joan of Leeds, who faked her own death to escape from a convent. That was in the 14th century. Yeah, well, they didn't have cars back then. Yeah, if you were unsuccessful in faking your own death back then, then you were just... <laughs> You're just sort of stupid. Yeah. Um, uh, Arkady Babchenko was a Russian journalist living in Ukraine in 2018 who faked his own assassination. I remember that. Remember that and one? Then discovered, and then discovered... And then discovered later? His appearance at a press conference the day after his death caused an international sensation. I remember that. It's mostly sad things. It's mostly people who. Uh, so he did it as like a like a like a David Blaine stunt. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, <laughs> I think that was to to escape th- getting killed by fucking. Boomers. By yeah, by the KGB. <laughs> you know, then he went to a press conference the next day. Yeah, I think it was like I think that he was tracking like the if if you were a death squad sent to kill somebody in Ukraine and they're following mm-hmm. you and then he ends up dead and you all fucking fuck off back to russia right after it maybe there's enough to like be like never again into ukraine Mm. um there was a guy i'm looking i'm looking at it there's a guy um uh clayton counts who's an american musician he reported himself dead on his website in 2007 as a prank um which would have meant that he died in uh at age 34 34 something like that uh but then he actually died at age 43 in 2016 so that sucks right i mean you get 10 years after you fake your own death yeah and then when you do die prematurely you're not remembered for the drone house music that you made the (laughs) experimental um it says noise dark ambient music that he made you remember it as the guy who faked his own death. I'm gonna say John McAfee faked his own death. That's uh, that's my that's my called shot. Cause here's the thing, here's the thing, he's never faked his own death before. But he was in a Spanish prison. Okay, but he's also. It also it just seems like, he would do it once, right? Like, it seems like it would be weird if he died without faking his own death, is what I'm getting at. 
the ergo ipso facto uh he's still alive that's what i think spain though that's weird that's yeah, not, right? That's not one you'd think would be an easy place to fake your own death, but I... He had billions of dollars. They might... Well, I don't know. It is Europe, so... That's true. It's Spain, which is like Europe, and worse, like a lower-tier Europe, sometimes, financially. Speaking uh, of faking like... your own death, <laughs> our movie this week was the 1999 buddy criminal drama Life. It's, um, it's a, a Martin Lawrence... Um, uh, Eddie Murphy joint, very good cast. Um, that follows follows two young men uh, who get framed for murder in 1930s Mississippi. I mean, I it was I. I don't know. Does someone want to? It was it was paced super strangely. Because, like, it starts off when they're, like, going to the nightclub and Eddie Murphy's getting all done up. And he starts getting into it with the mob back in, like, back in the fucking shipping yard because he couldn't pay his tab. And that's where he meets Marty Marty Lawrence. And that's how the our two buddies meet. But, like, I thought it was good. I, I didn't have any context going into this movie, as I do, as is, like, the case with all of the movies we watch. Right. Um, So I thought it was going to be some, something about, like, uh... I don't know, like a mobster movie or some like com- comedy like that. But no, they end up just going to prison. The whole movie is just these two guys in jail. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. They're in prison the whole time, except right at the end. I do want to make a. I do want to uh, make a quick note. Um, they meet in the nightclub when Eddie Murphy is trying to pickpocket Martin Lawrence, who is in deep with the mob. Um, he, uh, while well, they're both in deep with the mob at this point. Um, but uh, they're both they're both taken back to the boss who they owe money to. Who is anybody? Drum roll, please. Anybody? Are you asking for you his mentioned name? Mentioned it last week. It's Rick James, bitch. Yeah. Oh. It's Rick fuck. James. He plays a character called Spanky, and he's in the movie for five minutes, and I didn't hear a word he said because I was just like, "It's Rick James." Wow, look at him. I mean, his his whole thing was fucking useless, so. Yeah, he wasn't very well used. Um, he was just used as a way to get the characters to hang out. Right, so to pay the, off both of their debts, Eddie Murphy's character has this plan uh, to run hooch, because we're still in 1930-whatever, during the Prohibition, um, and uh, and um, they while they're in Mississippi, they pick up the hooch, and they go to this new this place that's like a hop in scene in Mississippi, um, in rural Mississippi, just the happeningest uh, nightclub in all of rural Mississippi. I'm using this inflection because why the fuck is there a thing to do in rural Mississippi? Have either of you boys been through rural Mississippi? Sparky can't the, say I have. I've never been to the South except for Missouri and Georgia and Florida. Okay, so, so I've been to the South, but yeah, two for three, <laughs> one for three on naming c- cities or m- naming states in the South. Is Georgia not the South? 
Georgia's the South. Missouri's is Florida not, not the South. Oh, Missouri. I think said. Uh, I guess Missouri's the Midwest. Missouri's That's my Midwest. Bad. Florida is kind of the South. It's weird because the more north you go, the more south it gets. Um, up in mm-hmm. the Panhandle, that's very southern. Down Miami, a little too much flavor, a little too much seasoning on the chicken, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but those Cubanos know how to make a good something. I don't. It's good, whatever it is. Correct. It's still not, a, but he's just saying it's not southern. Yeah, yeah I know. It's like I, a I got different, it. It's like a different vibe. But um, they are then framed for murder because the guy who uh, cheats. Uh, what's his face out of money? Eddie Murphy. They're yeah. playing poker and he bets it all, and then the waitress was slamming him cards. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then uh, he fuck. slashed, and then the guy, you know, scams him, and then he's walking away and he slashes the cop in the face, and of course they kill him. Yes. See, that was the only problem I had. When, okay, it was like the big problem I had with the plot. The cop didn't need to cover it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was 1930s Alabama. Mississippi. Whatever. <laughs> he there said it like 16 stands. times the previous sentence. There is, a, <laughs> there, all is the same a, there is a clear hierarchy. It goes Mississippi, Alabama, every other state. That's how it is. That's how it's been. That's how it will continue. Are you saying of the be. South or of, anywhere? Um, the all states. of the states. I was like, okay. I don't. Miss- I don't know. Mississippi. And which one is this in? Which one is this in? Mississippi, number fifty. So you're going baby. like you're going bottom up. Yeah, it's the joke is that Mississippi is the seat warmer for the bottom of every list, uh, because every time you see like healthcare outcomes or median income or literacy rates or all you know anything that you want to be at the top of a list of uh at the bottom it's mississippi 50 <laughs> and alabama 49 ergo it's the seat cushion okay of well like i said it was 1930s mississippi yeah for sure but and also, he the cop did not need to there, there was he also kind of didn't he also kind of just like put the body into a into a room mm-hmm it wasn't um, even really a room. It was he just kind of he like no, leaned he, it up against the wall. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "I ah, good enough." Yeah, I mean, I guess you could have just left the body on the street and been like, "I guess, I guess one of them died." I'm a or, white cop in a, in Mississippi. He wasn't trying to get like he he knew he could get away with it, which is why he just left the body. It was just convenient that two other black guys who he clearly hated because they were black, correct, happened to stroll mm-hmm. on up. And then he was like, well, now I'm going to get these guys sent to jail forever. So they're not blocking my streets of Mississippi. Yeah. And it was like a mm. mob of people. It was like a vigilante mob that sort of ran up on them. And if you've read anything about 1930s uh, pre-World War II uh, history, there's a mob of vigilantes and going to be no trial. They're just going to die or be <laughs> beaten horribly and put across the county line. If you wanna, if you wanna know more about black organization in in uh, pre World War II South, might I recommend Hammer and Ho, a very good historical book. So they go to jail, which was basically summer camp. It looked like, except if you left, you got shot. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we've got that out there right up front. This was a maximum security prison, um, and. In 1930s 
Mississippi on which they could play uh, horseshoes and baseball and go to church and fuck people. Yeah, like they had parties. They had they had straight up parties. Straight up parties. Eddie Murphy was making alcohol in the shitter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, but he gave some to the baseball guy, and he was like, this is some pretty good hooch. Maybe it was like... The baseball guy could not talk. The baseball no, guy... No, like the white guy. Uh-oh. Uh, can't get right was the... That's the other thing. All of the characters, all of the prisoners uh, had, had like, nicknames. Um... And we meet in, uh, so they're sentenced to life in prison, um, and they uh, uh, they meet a bunch of these prisoners. Um, they meet Willie Long, who's the um, who's the uh, uh, narrator of the movie, um, kind of at the end. Uh, and then there's Anthony Anderson plays Cookie. Isn't it Anthony Mackey? As no Anthony Anderson from like Blackish. Oh right, because he cooks. He's the cook. Who's right. Anthony Mackie then? The guy who's in Captain America: Winter Soldier, but he's the Falcon. <laughs> the Falcon. Mm. He's um, the Falcon of 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 Winter Soldier and Falcon. Yeah, correct. Exactly. Yeah, and then there's Miguel Nunez Jr. who plays Biscuit, whose thing is that he's gay. And that comes up later. Uh, and then Bernie Mac plays Jangle Leg. I don't remember what Jangle <laughs> Leg's deal was. He was just funny, I guess. Yeah, he only had like one line. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think that was about, I think that was, a, uh, <coughs> then there's Can't Get Right, who is uh, mute, and he has an affair with the warden's daughter. And is he special needs too? Yeah, this is can't get right. He's the one that plays the baseball. But I think he was just mute. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was special needs. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He was bouncing the ball when the guy was talking about, you know, you cross this line. Fair enough. You die. <coughs> yeah. Um, Excuse me. But that's all that really, I mean, that's all that kind of happens, right? Yeah, they, they try to escape a few times. Like, Eddie Murphy has that funny bit where he crashes a plane. Yeah, he steals a plane. And they run through the woods a bit and get chased by the dogs. Yeah, yeah. why didn't they just they, shoot him there? I don't know. It, it was dark, dude. Rules. They couldn't see. Yeah, rules are rules. We do see somebody get shot pretty pretty quickly. But um, and then they, maybe, uh, they the work, just... maybe the workaround is you just don't get shot at night. That seems if you like make a it, bad rule. Okay, it's like if you make it, if you cross the line, you get shot. But if you get really far, they kind of respect you, get, you and yeah, then they, like, they bring okay. you. Yeah, yeah. Man is dodging bullets. I can't uh, can't pervert God's will. Clearly, he doesn't mm-hmm. want him dead. I mean, we see that that rule in action when uh, what's his name, Marty Lawrence, goes and steals the pie, right? And then he he gets shot at, but they miss. Yeah, and, and then, then he they just bring gets him back. He just has to stand on some bottles for like twenty four hours or something. Yeah, the so, age of like eighty four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think the only other storylines that there are is, um, uh, uh, Biscuit is is gay and he gets his release papers, and mm-hmm. he's like, I don't, 
I don't, I can't go home because they won't accept me, etc. And he commits suicide by running across the firing line while it's at a party, at one of the parties, one of like the four party scenes that there are at the in maximum broad security. In broad daylight, yeah. That's sad. But it also doesn't really like give him a lot to do in the movie. He's just sort of like there, part of the ensemble, and then all of a sudden we see him just like run and kill himself. No, if he was in he's in like that daydream scene where he's the the singer. Oh, he's yeah. got a good set of pipes on him. That's true, yeah. There is a daydream scene where uh Eddie Murphy's character talks about the boom boom room. The boom boom room that he's gonna open up in Manhattan. And he's daydreaming and making everybody happy. And then and then it, there's a montage and everybody dies and then there's Well they just they just they just fade away. We don't know what happened. They fade away. <laughs> but but they're not there anymore. Like every all of these characters just fade away and suddenly mm-hmm. they're old. Um and uh and they each get put uh they're both moved from like working on the farm to the superintendent's mansion um and uh and they they're they they have a grudge for some reason i don't remember why they don't like each other anymore um i think it's oh, just because like the guy favors him the the warden favors martin lawrence for some they're no, like no, no, buddies no. no martin martin lawrence said that he was uh that that eddie murphy was like his dad who was never gonna get out of there or some shit chip off the old block and uh, gave up hope yeah but martin lawrence was like nah bro yeah, but Fuck is, you. why are they not talking to each other anymore at this point? Because uh, it was like a 60-year-long grudge because of that conversation, and then they kind of make up after the bottles incident. Oh, yeah. But then they, they hate each other again once the warden is all chummy with Martin Lawrence. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a new warden who is uh, uh, Arlie Ermey, and he gets right to say in the N-word. Just, I mean, he is on screen for maybe 50 frames, and he's dropping hard R's left and right. Mm-hmm. And look. It's totally improvised. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single N-word is said in the movie except for Arlie Ermey. He's just throwing them out. Um, he is an actor. I'll give him that. He's He's playing a racist character. Racist characters say slurs. I'm all for that. I think when you make racist characters uh, not say the N-word because it hurts to hear, you do them a favor and cleanse their image. Um, and obviously I can tell the difference between somebody's acting and when somebody's not acting. And they're, you know, uh, that's when movies happen, is the acting. However, he really looked like he was making a meal about his time where he was allowed to say the N-word. <laughs> he, our, our, that Arlie Ermey. He was Arlie Ermey. Always asking for extra takes. He, (laughs) do you think he flubbed the lines every so often? Because he's just like, I mean, it's sort of that thing where uh, Quentin Tarantino wrote that scene in Pulp Fiction where he says the N word in front of Samuel L. Jackson a bunch of times. Do you think that was Arlie Ermey and this movie and Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence? You think maybe he was just like. Nah, this is I, I, think, I think it's a little bit different when the writer of the movie is 
That's true. Saying it, that I think that's a, crazy. It's probably a little that's bit of a different wild. situation. And yet, and yet, Arlie Ermy making a meal out of it. That's all I'm saying. That's all. Hey I'm man, saying. look, he's talented, and he will deliver that shit with military precision. Amen. Okay? I am with you there. That's why he's he's not talented though. He plays the same character in everything. <laughs> yeah, we'll explain. Um, and it's not it's not even that he was like an actual drill instructor. He and wasn't. they were like, you got the chop. Yeah, apparently. I thought he was. He was in the military. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, he's oh. such a bad actor that he's just playing what he did before. Oh, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. That's fine, though. He gets typecast, and that's that's all right. I feel like there's a movie No, like, yeah, in. like, he's getting bread. Like, that's fine. But, like, you can't say he's being a good actor. Hey, he's doing it better than anyone could ever do it, and that's all that matters. I guess so, but also, like... Who cares, you know? It's early army. I feel like there's something that he did that was not... That was, like, not him as himself. And I'm going to look at his IMDb page. Okay. Um, uh, while you do that, I'll think of a... Uh, I'll keep, I'll, I'll keep the, the air time. No, no dead air. No dead air. That's, no our dead. Other, <laughs> sure. that's, our, that's our motto at 99.100 is no dead air. Okay. Um, Except for right now. I'm no. I'm, I'm <laughs> never I'm ready. Um, okay. So he was in Full Metal Jacket as Gunnery Sergeant Hartman. Um, mm-hmm. Amazing movie. So he was in uh, Miami Vice as a Sergeant Ernest mm-hmm. Haskell. Okay. Oh, he was that um, racist mayor in Mississippi Burning. So that's not. Next, no, okay, that's Great. that's umbrella though. I, I want to see him play like, you well, know, a pharmacist. So that he's, <laughs> or, his next roles are uh, Colonel Buster Darling, and then Colonel Joe Haynes. So he's working his way up, and then he's <laughs> Lieutenant Ackman. So he got demoted, I guess. Um, oh, in Toy Soldiers, he played General Kramer, uh, and then a General Ferris. And then a General Randall Bell, <laughs> and then and then he got discharged because then he was Special Agent Landau in Street Justice, and then Detective Ferguson in Hexed, and then uh, he reenlisted and was uh, General Platt in Body Snatchers, uh, and then he was uh, <laughs> oh man, and then he was an uncredited mess hall guard in Naked Gun. Uh, and then he was a sheriff in Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> and then, and then he was oh in oh right in seven he was oh well in seven he was uh he was a police captain. So <laughs> and then and then uh oh and then after that he was in Space Above and Beyond as Sergeant Major Bogus. <laughs> And then he was Lieutenant Colonel J.P. McIntyre. He, he was like the only guy who who knew anything about military acting then, for 60 years, I guess. And then he broke into voice acting as Sarge in Toy Story. <laughs> and then he was Army Sarge in the video game of Toy Story. And then, oh, in Jag, he was Sergeant Major Sauer. <laughs> And then How he long was, was this Sarge, dude's filmography career? It, like, since 1978, I think, was... Um, or 1987 was his... 
was Full Metal Jacket. So um, for almost 40 years, this guy was the only person that Hollywood could think of when they saw Sergeant. No, because in <laughs> Switchback, he was Sheriff Buck Olmstead. <laughs> Oh, and right. then and he, he was the ra- he was a racist the racist character. Oh, and the mayor, the mayor. Yeah, and yeah. then he was Sergeant Sergeant Gunther in the Angry Beavers, and then he was Colonel Rosewater in the Sender, Jesus and then he was Christ. Sergeant Yorkie in All Dogs Go to Heaven, and then Colonel Theodore Baker in Maximum Bob, <laughs> and then Lieutenant Fry in Cracker Mind Over Matter, and then in Life he was the it was this movie he was Old Sheriff Fike. Uh, and then oh my was, god, you're only at 99. Yeah, and then he was Sarge <laughs> in Toy Story 2, and then in the Chaos Factor, he was Colonel Ben Wilder, and then uh, <laughs> in a series called uh, Action, he was Titus Scrode, which is a pretty crazy fucking name for a character. Titus Scrotum? No, Scrode. Tight Scrotum. <laughs> yeah, tight scrotum, and then in Big Guy and the Rusty Robot, uh, Rusty the Boy Robot, he was General Thornton. And then Is that he not was, Iron Giant? And then he was General Simon Barnaki, uh, and then he was President Richard Benson in Megiddo the Omega Code 2. Wow, he really works his way up. Still GI. And then he was General Wallace, and then he was Captain Elias, and then he was... Oh my god, it just keeps going. He was in Invader Zim, he was Sergeant Hobo six seven eight. I've listened to Sparky say this guy. Yeah, was, this is taking up like minutes. for the and no dead air thing, this is killing. Colonel yeah. and then he was Colonel Thrift, and then in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he was Sheriff Hoyt, and then he was a, a drill sergeant in the Grim Adventures of Bill and Mandy. And then My Life as a Teenage Robot, he played a character called I Shit You Not, Sarge. And then in Man of the House, he was Captain Shocker. Nichols. And then in the X-Men, he was Sergeant. Just Sergeant. And then he was a warden in a sp- episode of SpongeBob. Uh, and then he was Sarge again a bunch. <laughs> I hope I hope it's the same Sarge from, and, you know, like it's the same yeah, character. Yeah, the from, same character every time. Yeah, like a cameo then, or something. And then he played uh, the warden in Family Guy. Uh, and then he played uh, Colonel Leslie Happelblatt in uh, in The Simpsons. Oh, and then that's his most his, recent credit. His most recent credit is from Disney Magic Kingdom, where he played Sarge. <laughs> 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 this has been your his net worth feature... is thirty three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we got to figure that out. Arlie Ermy. Well, he's dead now. Matt so Ward. is he actually? He yeah, yeah he died a few years a ago. ago. Ah. It said when he died, his net worth was twelve million dollars. Thank God. See if he's buried in a, a in a like a what is it a VA a VA or in Arlington? Where, yeah, just one of those military buried. Um, let's see. That's actually really interesting. He he was a staff sergeant in uh, the Marines, but he was made an honorary gunnery sergeant. Because after they saw him in Toy Story? After, yeah, after they saw him. <laughs> he is buried at Arlington National Cemetery. Wow. Good for him. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Thank you for your service and your dedication to saying the N-word on any time that you were asked to. <laughs> hey, he knows, he knows how to give orders. You know how to follow orders. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, 
So then they're moved. Uh, oh, yeah. Arlie Army is in this movie. <laughs> and he plays a racist sheriff. Uh, the same racist sheriff who's now the commandant of this of this prison. And uh, oh, that was the other thing. I feel like he aged. Really bad. He must have been. No, he must have been. It seemed like he was much younger than Martin Lawrence. Sure. And Ed well, Murphy he, when they were old. But he didn't spend his entire life in fucking prison. That's true. So yeah, but it was the, summer camp, Sparky. They were getting cookouts and shit prison. every day. <laughs> they played a lot of baseball. Yeah. Um, but he was the sergeant that that framed them. Um, oh, and stole Eddie Murphy's dad's watch. I think mm-hmm. that was a that was Chekhov's a, yeah. watch. Um, and uh, and what do you know? As soon as they show up, he's rude, and they uh, they go to kill him. But then the the old superintendent kills him because he's about Arlie Ermey's about to kill Martin Lawrence. So, mm-hmm. and then they move to a nursing home, and then well, no, you forgot the. And then uh, he's like, "I'm so sorry, boys. I'm gonna write up your your pardon letters tomorrow morning." Psych dies on the toilet like freaking oh, yeah. Elvis. <laughs> like yeah. freaking Elvis, dude, died like freaking Elvis. <laughs> That's let me. I'm gonna write you your freedom, but I just gotta go to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> and then he just, uh, much like uh, Kramer can do, as we all know, he prolapsed his anus too hard and died. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good callback. Thank you. Yeah. I'm professional. Um, <laughs> uh, and then they're moved to a nursing home that they burn down and escape from. Is there like a is there a prison nursing home? Is that a thing? I don't know. Maybe there's. I think there is. Like I've always a, wondered that. Like where they go on the like where did where did where was Madoff? Oh, I know. Madoff I know. was he probably was in jail, the jail. whole time. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, he no. You sometimes there's compassionate release when they're really sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, but some of those dudes they were playing poker with just had broken arms, but they were clearly in their twenties or thirties. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But they escape and fake their own deaths, and their next scene at Yankee Stadium. Not remembering who the Yankees are. I thought it was gonna be a callback, and I thought fucking you know, Quiet McGee was gonna pull some strings or something. But I can't get right. Not Quiet McGee. <laughs> Although <laughs> I think enough, that dude. is a much better. That is a much better name. <laughs> well, that's the end of the movie, uh, which is gonna bring us to uh, Ryan's raps. No, I the, yeah. okay. Wait, oh. whoa, whoa. I also didn't. Whoa, whoa. I also didn't write one. Whoa, this whoa, this whoa, was whoa, the whoa, part whoa. that ruined it for me. Okay. When it, and it did the thing where it like zoomed out and was like, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence are living together in Queens. Harlem. You know? It said Harlem. Well, their characters' names. I forgot what their characters' names were. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but I was like, why do they, they didn't have to, it's like the, yeah, they didn't like have to that only that. works, that only worked in the Sandlot. Sure. Yeah. And, also, and, uh, and the. Animal House. Well, what's the Stand By Me? Yeah, Animal House. All, all three of those had really good ones. Animal House had uh, John Belushi's character became a senator, which is fucking good and probably very yeah. true to life. Um, Stand by Me uh, uh, had one of the kids get stabbed, like one of the kids like died by stabbing. That was the epilogue, and then in the Sandlot, it was like Mikey got really into the '60s and nobody ever saw him again. The fuck does that mean? Um, he went to MK, Nam, MK baby. Ultra, MK Ultra. Yeah, did he like? Did he get MK Ultra? Did he get yeah. into Woodstock? Did he go to Vietnam? A lot happened in 1960s. <laughs> you can't get really into a decade and disappear. That's nothing movie. 
as rich white men, would you move back to the 1950s? Um, no. I wouldn't. I, if you gave me the option, I wouldn't. But, like, I would be fine if I did. Yeah, I mean, pretty much for the past 400 years, if I had moved, if I was at my same rough status yeah. um, in life and I moved back to any time in the last 400 years, I'm going to be fine. I think Louis C.K. did a bit about that, where he's like, time traveling into the future is dumb for yeah. white men because, like, it's. Because never going to get better. Co- yeah, our time is coming. <laughs> our time is coming. Yeah. Whereas, like, in the past, it's just a guaranteed banger yeah. of a time. He also masturbated onto a houseplant. How funny was that? And by funny, I mean horrible. Why would he do that? Terrible. How do you Ficus, even get off like to a houseplant? Wackus. A what now? You ficus, both made jokes. A ficus. More like wackus. Or a wackus. Fike. Yeah, Wactus is good. Wactus <laughs> is good. Or fucktus. You could be a fuckus. <laughs> but that's nothing. Um. Does anybody have any Miller highlights? That was mine. Well, just like the cop didn't need to cover up the murder and the fact that they did the, like, where are they now? Even yeah. though it's a, it wasn't See, funny. I, it wasn't like a funny one. I turned it off as it panned out from Yankee Stadium, so I don't even know what you guys are talking about. It was my, just like, that's yeah. unfortunate because my Miller highlights is they have, um they have like end credit bloopers, which I always appreciate. Oh, yeah, those were funny. They were legitimately the funniest part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, the whole movie sucked. There's Sorry, one where there's one where in the car ride and a phone goes off and <laughs> like it's nineteen thirty five, but I'm the first one who's got it. <laughs> <laughs> there's also one where Eddie Murphy's character is like trying to intimidate everybody, um, when it's his first time, like I'm there are gonna be consequences and repercussions, is his name. And then uh uh what's his biscuit just looks over and he's like, Oh no and makes everybody breaks. <laughs> I thought it was very funny. I watched there was- it again. That cornbread scene must have. There must yeah. have been some bloopers in there. That was one from the cornbread scene. I, I literally uh, bought cornbread at Trader Joe's. I have to make Ooh, it, nice. but I was in, I was gonna do a whole bit where I ate it on the show, but just never, never I mean, it probably it. it probably wouldn't have worked as it's an audio as a visual medium. Yeah, yeah, audio. Yeah, visual gag. One day, audio medium. One day we'll move to visual gags. You know, one day. Yeah, we'll do our live show at some point. Um, I got some tweets that uh. Some tweet ideas that are, you know, picture-based. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ryan, you got a rap for us? I don't. Oh, okay. I've been sick. I'm calling, I, I've been prepare. sick all day and all week. You know, so considering, considering Just since how 2013, often 2013, I've been sick. Considering how often you threatened to say the N-word in the beginning of this podcast, I think this movie, you not having to write a rap, is probably the best thing we're going to do. It's cultural appropriation, and I don't feel like I deserve the ability to rap for this one. I think that that's probably true. Um, Weird that it doesn't apply to any of the other ones. They're not black comedies. We've had some. Did did you do one for the hurricane? (laughs) Not a comedy, but still like... I think I did do one for the the comedy, that one, but I also did it for the fucking... Uh, the best Tay Diggs ones, yeah. yeah. Which Tay Digg one? There were two. Both of, those of them. Movies. Yeah. It's it's fine that you did, or it's fine you did one for She's All That. What's worse is that the the in the in film in rap. She's All That. Yeah, there was the rap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's gonna bring us to Milcrum Relo, the part of the podcast where we talk about whether this movie is aged like a fine wine or gone sour, sour like stinky, stinky milk. Jordash, you're first. 
I don't know, I feel like this, I feel like I've used this analogy where it's just like, it's like a bottom shelf Merlot, like, uh, or like a cup of water with some Kadem's grape juice that's been, <laughs> like some 50-year-old oh, grape juice. Look, I would drink some Manischewitz, I'm not gonna lie, it's sweet. That's wine. It's pretty... That's yeah, good but... wine, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about Kadem's grape juice. You're just talking about like, homemade, shitty kosher vinegar. It's great. What are you talking about? It is grape juice. You said 50-year-old grape juice. As the goy who's uh. cognizant of the runtime of this episode, I'm going to say shut the fuck up about this. Um, you spent, <laughs> not even joking, 10 minutes reading that list. At minimum, that was 10 yeah. minutes of just It was you. a while. I didn't think it was going to be that long. But People are going to think it was like a glitch and you were just like a, <laughs> like a, like a record skipping on the word yeah, You just kept going. It was, it was like, a, and then he was in Toy Story as Sarge. <laughs> and then he was in life. He was a detective. Yeah. Yeah. But that's good. Do do all of it now, Ryan. Do it again. I don't have it memorized. That's all I needed. <laughs> I have to sh- tell you how you sound, but you can go listen you to have the to fucking 10-minute t- bit for yourself. Well, I edited the podcast, so I will. You do have to tell me uh, whether it's milk or Merlot. I think it was milk only because of the fact that they were banking on the delivery of the lines on these two comedians, Martin Lawrence and yeah. Eddie Murphy, and that was it. Like There was no other content to this film. Yeah, they were just like, ah, they're funny guys. They'll be able to take this shit script and and make it gold. Yeah, I'm gonna say that it aged like a like a a very skim milk. Like it's not gonna go too <laughs> curdled, mm-hmm. like an ultra pasteurized skim milk. Because I think that like, if you were maybe 15 when you saw this movie and it was like borderline of what was appropriate for you, um, this would have been like Tropic Thunder. For, yeah, like in 1999, I can imagine. Not, this is some shit they'd probably show to you in school. I swear to God, they what? could not show this in school. What are you talking about? I feel like it's on the same on par with like with, what like, to some... kill a mockingbird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. That is not at all what this movie. <laughs> I was bored watching it, so I feel like if. <laughs> to go with what Sparky was saying, I would be all bored bo- watching it when I was All boring 15. movies. All boring movies are shown in school. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. I think if you saw this when you were, like, maybe a preteen or a teenager, like a young teenager, you would have thought, this is really funny. Because it's Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eddie Murphy yeah. is a funny person to watch on screen. Um, and there's Rick James in it, so come on. Automatic, oh, of course. Automatic points. But yeah, I thought watching it now was just not pleasurable at all. Because like the first, you keep waiting for the movie to happen. I liked like, yeah, Eddie dude. Murphy. I liked Eddie I, Murphy, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, they, they do were, the okay. act one setup. And Martin of Lawrence. I like these. Him. These two people are framed for this murder, and they are sentenced to life in prison. And then act two doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was gonna be like a weirdly long intro to a baseball game. Yeah, I originally like thought it was a mob movie. Yeah, that like, would have been a much better movie if they did get out when Can't Get Right got a pardon. You mean Quiet McGee? Quiet, Quiet yeah. McGee, yeah. Mute McGee? Well, I forgot what I called him. Quiet McGee does sound like somebody um, does sound like somebody is uh, uh, somebody hey, we who got played five for like. Left, boys. Yeah, we just got notified that we're running yeah. along. Um, That's so messed up. I know. 
quite the joke was quite McGee does sound like somebody who would play for like the nineteen nineteen uh, Brooklyn Spiders or whatever the fuck <laughs> and had like a point one eight ERA. Anyway, that's the end of the joke. Uh, that's all uh, we know about. Oh it. What man, the uh, that mean? was wait. That was kind of a champagne of bits when um when the the scout Jordan, comes. We got five minutes, buddy. When the <laughs> scout comes and he's like. And like, oh, who are you? He's like, a scout. I'm a scout for the, like, N whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, that's the bleep league. And then the scout thinking he's, like, the most progressive guy in the world is like, yes, the Negro League. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah funny. Um, what are the legs? We got five minutes to get out of this place. Oh, shit. That's my job. Fuck. Yeah, oh, my God, dude. The last search history. Oh, I'm not going to say that. Okay. Don't, then. I, I I literally cannot just type um, it in, like my joke. I do kind of like the idea of the call ending, and then we all have to just yeah, we all have to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, like we all have uh, to kind of like do a mind like a Jedi mind thing and be like, oh, this is where Sparky would the say legs. classical the gas is where Ryan would oh three prolong the ending and three point one four. That's that's pretty pie. bad. That's pretty good. It's all right. It's uh, that's gonna do. <gasps> Pie? Oh, like pie. why they Oh shit. There's <laughs> pie in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's mm-hmm. gonna do it for life. It turns out it's good the whole time since its legs are a joke. Um you can join us next week when our movie will be the nineteen ninety nine classic Rob Schneider comedy Deuce Bigelow Male Gigolo. Oh, I like the sequel more. The log we'll that. <laughs> log line is an <laughs> average aquarium cleaner house sits for a gigolo only to be forced to become one himself. Uh, that's gonna be so funny, so funny. Um, but you can catch all of our fun jokes and japes about it next week on ninety nine one hundred. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends about it. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at nine nine one hundred podcast. Pod at nine nine one hundred pod Sick. on Twitter. Um, see all our jokes on there too. Uh, but until then, I have been. Your Charles Schultz host, Sparky Shelton. And I've been your um, Dilbert host, Jordan Granick. Oh, no. And as always, I'm Ryan. Is Charles Schultz not the guy who made Peanuts? No, it is. It is. I just think that uh, the guy who made Dilbert is a big shithead. So. Wait, why? What did he do? I, he wrote a comic about... Like, <laughs> He's in some pretty heinous shit, so we'll go with that. Oh, okay. Because right now the music is playing. Classical gang. <laughs>